from home to work, health to agri. This is Tech Matters on KCLR, a weekly look at the tech in our daily lives with John Clear. Hello, hello, and welcome to Tech Matters. I'll be with you up to 7pm every Tuesday for the next five weeks in the run-up to Christmas. Each week we'll be covering different topics in the global village, such as agri-tech, health tech, regional issues, and even kids tech. And the team for this week's show is the future of work. I'm John Clear, and I run a business design company in Kilkenny called Unmake. I use my design skills to help and train companies, mostly tech companies, to align their teams and solve the business and product challenges quickly. I also ran the Tech Thursday events in Kilkenny for about five years. So enough about me. On to Tech Matters this week, we will be unpacking the future of work. So let's take a look at what's ahead. Joining us shortly for the expert interview will be Paul Pryor. He's the head of digital at Tree Ireland. Paul has worked with a range of global leaders, including Netflix, Alibaba and Uber, as well as startups in Ireland and the UK and across the world. Now leading digital strategy at Tree Ireland, Paul will be sharing his eclectic background and insights on how to create configurability in the workplace, resilience and strategy for teams. To put some of the future of work in context, let's hear from Lizette Sutherland, a speaker at the recent Miro conference called Distributed. The future of work is choice for the individual to work when and where we're most productive and choice for companies to decide how remote or hybrid that we want to be. And it opens up a whole new way of living. And our companies get a stronger and more connected workforce that is not dependent on location. So if you do go back to the office, I hope that you don't go backwards in time. Wise words from Lizette. And later in the show, we'll be having two Kilkenny tech entrepreneurs discussing the future of work in their companies, their clients and the broader community. Ulla Hurley, she's co-founder of the new freelance work platform called The Indie List. And we have Brian Kelly, he's founder of Mind a Client, an innovation, well, an innovative uh, Irish CRM and business software platform. And they'll be joining us for some panel and banter later on. So lots to come throughout the show. But first, of course, we have the competition. We've got a fantastic prize for one lucky listener this weekend or this week. Our friends at Electro City, Carol Kilkenny and now I believe Waterford will be giving us some tech swag to give away. So we have two items this week. We have the Trust Wireless Mouse and we have the Trust Wireless Headset. So great, uh, I suppose, electronics that you can use at home if you're working. So that's uh, something to uh, definitely uh, bring in and uh, hopefully you can win. But basically all you have to do to do that is you have to text us or WhatsApp us the date in November that Black Friday falls on this year. So text us that along with your name and details to the dinnersready.ie text line. That's 086 306 9696. We will announce the winner at the end of the show. And if you have any comments, you can text us on the same number or you can email us at info at kclior96fm.com. And now on to our tech news and views. So I quite literally just came from Lyrat and the IRDG, IRDG conference was on. And that's a conference for companies who are looking to uh, innovate in their work practices and with their teams. And what came up over the per- over the 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 entire conference over the day, one thing that really stood out was that work is becoming more people-centric. And these were the kind of, it was three or four things that came out of work being more people-centric. One was purpose and value. So it was like the purpose of the company and matching them with the values of the people who want to work for that company. So 
people are a lot of employers are now thinking about purpose and the values that they're the people that are going to take on board um, and it's almost as important as their skills in terms of whether they're coders or developers etc and then there's flexibility so flexibility around the hours that they work are becoming more important and trust so trust in terms of the work they do and the hours that they do as well so people aren't being micromanaged and also Another thing that popped up, just as Lisette had said, you don't want to slip back to the old ways of work um, as we go into this new future of work environment. So that was something that happened today. And on a lighter note, uh, a news item that did catch my interest was that the Amazon Echo smart device, if you remember, it's kind of like that Google Nest that we gave away last week, um, now has the ability to speak with an Irish accent. So it's able to respond to queries such as uh, Alexa, what's the crack? And Alexa, who's your man? Uh, so if you want to access that, um, you just need to update the latest software on your, your Amazon device um, but interesting in, interesting. and if anyone knows what actually the replies to those things are you can just text in and let me know and also the UK's first gaming suite opened recently in a five star London hotel the W Hotel in London Soho District has opened the UK's first personalised gaming suite so this is a suite which officially opened last week and has all the latest gaming gear including like a Samsung 55 inch Odyssey Arc monitor it has an Xbox X series which is the latest um, contraption from Xbox and it has the cyber power PC for uh, very very fast computing plus it has a gaming chair and you can play in total comfort with all the usual gaming accessories as well and the hotel has also created a brain food menu along with all of this to keep the new sweet guests on top of their game well so it's definitely not something for a, a, a it's not a working holiday well, unless you're, you could be a professional gamer, actually, when you think about it. So uh, you could actually be a working holiday. But um, that's a, professional gaming is a very interesting area, and we could have a whole show just on that. And finally, the news tech story of the week is, you may have heard the name Elizabeth Holmes, and she is the d- disgraced Tyrannos founder and has been sentenced to more than 11 years in a, a US prison for conning investors and endangering the lives of patients, patients while, while, while touting this bogus blood testing technology. Um, if you're interested in know more about this fascinating story, I'd recommend watching the documentary series Out for Blood in Silicon Valley. We'll just take a quick listen to that. Everyone worshipped the ground she walked on. She could do no wrong. She was the next Steve Jobs. The idea with the Edison was to stick the lab inside the box. She wanted Edison devices in every home in America. This could be the apple of healthcare. You all are part of something that is going to change our world. What higher purpose is there? Elizabeth came to me, and she described her idea. It's impossible, physically. And what is possible is that I have to go to a quick break, and then we're back for the expert interview with Paul Pryor, head of digital at Tree Ireland. Featuring new and emerging tech from around the world, Tech Matters on KCLR with John Clear. Welcome back to Tech Matters. This week's team is the future of work. Our expert interview, I'm delighted to say, is Paul Pryor. Paul is the head of digital at Tree Ireland. Paul, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks for inviting me, John. Delighted to be here. If you could just give us a little bit of background on your good self and your role in Tree as head of digital. Yeah, so I'm insane. So my background is very eclectic. Yeah, I suppose the way you describe it is a portfolio career for those of you who understand what that is. Came out of college, went to Kaufman Scholarship in Silicon Valley, which teaches you how to be a venture capitalist. Was always into building my own thing on the side. Like I have adult autism, so I like to keep my brain busy with different things. Uh, made a great network there, but realized I wasn't a financial analyst, so didn't finish it in the end. 
but have always kept an interest in kind of early stage startups um, and uh, companies have a customer acquisition strategy then a bit like yourself, you know, into learning from different sources. So written a book, did, used to write for Forbes for a while, but kind of want to write for more people now. So Forbes don't know you do that. And then two fintechs, three consulting companies, including my own and now three. And a partridge in a pear tree, yeah. Exactly, go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and Tria, what's your role in Tree? So Head of Digital is, um, I basically work with our group, CK Hutchinson Group, who own half the world, seemingly, which I didn't realize at the time. Yeah. Um, everything from oil and gas to Marcoms to consumer businesses to obviously telecom companies as well. And the board around, you know, what our digital strategy should be, but it's kind of like more, it, it's as much about innovation as it is around digital strategy. Like we're a very progressive company and I can say that with fact because I wouldn't be there if it wasn't the case. And so the board's very interested in, you know, what we do next. What's the future of consumerism, if that is the case or not? And, you know, how do we create the workforce of the future? Could you just give me like a quick synopsis of what you consider to be innovation and what you consider to be strategy? Yeah, it changes every day. Yeah. So too. for me, uh, strategy is the removal of obje- objects to success. It's that simple, which is, you know, what's the objective you're trying to achieve and what needs to change for you to try and achieve that? Innovation for me, in the context of tree, it is how do you facilitate the mind change that's required in order to grow the company into the next version of itself? Okay. Earlier in the show, before the break, we had added some context to the future of work. Yeah. It's a juggle of people, process and tools. You're very much a people's person. So I'd like to shine a light on three core parts of such a worker's life. First of all, there's the, the where of work, it's a space or a place. Then there's the odds of work, which I think is more important talking to you about this, which is the team and the cultural lens. And then there's the me of work, the employee's lens. But we'll start with the first one, which is the where of work. You could say for some that, that work is a, now a space rather than a physical place. Yeah. And I think it's a good way to introduce that. But Paul, can you, can we just say that the solution is hybrid and then maybe we don't <laughs> even have to continue with this conversation? Cause I, I'm not quite yeah. sure. <laughs> or, or, Pulse or, off. Great. Moving on. Yeah. Moving on. Exactly. <laughs> but it is like, it is, I think it is just a bit in the office and a bit somewhere else. And, and we'll be speaking to someone later on in the show. And, and, and I think they were fully remote or went fully remote and now they're thinking of going back to you know some some way hybrid as well but what is the answer yeah so why is probably a good question to ask as it always is i imagine you do that a lot mm. so yeah like if you think about corporations right because let's keep it in the context of that and um, because there's lots written about startup cultures and you know teal organizations which i'll talk about in a moment but there's always this friction between the old and the new right because I remember, I, I can't remember who it was, but I met a guy at some conference in Berlin once and he was like, yeah, we're all just waiting for leaders to die so we can enact the next set of behaviors that are required. But like this idea of existentialism, which is mm-hmm. you're ultimately going to meet a point in your career where the behaviors that have made you successful are not the behaviors you need going forward. And you, you need to make a choice. You either move to a company that's behind where you're currently at, retire or you decide to make a change. So I think we're at that kind of apex in the terms of work, and obviously COVID has accelerated from that perspective. So 
I think like it's about it's about creating optionality, really, isn't it? Because if you think of what employees are looking for now, much the same as people that I deal with on a daily basis, personalization, which is, you know, mm. I want the work the work environment is an extension of my home environment. There's a lot more authenticity in the workplace now, like a lot more understanding of the requirement for neurodiversity and yeah. what different personalities bring. And all that requires a bespoke environment for people to work. So it's how do you create configurability in the workplace to to manage all those additional options? You know, people who do want to work from home, people who, like you said, work, work from home and then realize they need some human connection and come in. And then the old schoolers who who the environment is actually a really important part of getting them the, into the mindset of what working is. So exactly. optionality. Optionality, and I think that's, that gives us a, a really good segue to go into the odds of work then in terms of people's personalities and working together. And just to finish on that, there's a lady called Lisette Sutherland and she was at the Miro conference about two days ago and she finished her talk about the future of work and she said that if you do go back to work, you better not go back in time. So number Very two then, we have the odds of work. We are social creatures who thrive on human interaction and you could say that collaboration is now the new water cooler. So yeah. first on a human level, how do we better connect with each other? Hugs. I love a good hug. Hug, yes. <laughs> um... God, it, that's a really interesting question. I'm trying now. I'm looking to see how we've created our yeah. culture within a culture. So, a couple of things, right? So, I think you need to draw inspiration from people who came before you and have achieved the goal, right? So, yep. I often talk to the team about we're a combination of Rosa Parks, uh, mm. the head of NASA, who now works for Elon Musk, probably not for much longer, I'd imagine, and um, a special operations unit in the military, right? So a special operations unit in the military, if you ever talk to them, they don't have a clue why they're going to war. They just know that the person beside them is going to war and they're not going to let them go by themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing, right? If you asked, and I do ask, if you ask our team within three, what motivates them? It's the person beside them and the support that that's available. To them. Yeah. The second one then is Rosa Parks, which is such a terrible thing to say because it's just, it's not a human rights issue, but... Having the resilience to take a stand on a position which might be contrary to the now and having the faith that it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, and then the third one is uh, NASA has the most amazing leadership structure I've ever seen in the context of creating flat structures where you have resources that are empowered to have all the skills necessary to do their job, which is this concept of TLO organizations, which is the next yeah. version of an organization. So could you explain what a teal organization is and how that works as a team, I suppose? Oh, God, how does it work as a team? I'm still learning. Um, yeah. But it's autonomous teams, isn't it? Where teams have the yeah. they understand strategy, maybe. And then they, they can then, if they understand what the strategy or the ethos for the company is, they can then make decisions autonomously. And in order to achieve that, they need to be semi-skilled in a number of multi-disciplines. They have to be managers. They have to be subject matter expertise. They have to be strategists. Yeah. Uh, and that way they're confident in the decisions that they can make going forward. And that leads then into the last part, which is the me of work. This relates to people's aspirations and their lens on what work is to them. And obviously the space changes, so that changes their perspective on it. People now, younger people even, are more forthright with saying, look, this is what I want to do. And yeah. this is, so do you, do you see that? And then how are you as a leader then? How do you manage that? Yeah, so I think philosophy and purpose are probably the two P's that come to mind. I have a really strong both, but I've always had that. So I don't know, was it genetic or was it built um, over time? So how do I deal with it? Well, firstly, I kind of, luckily enough, attract people who have a similar 
purpose. So my, like my purpose being, so I always ask this question in interviews. We talk, we could talk about that a bit more in a second, but, um, like, you know, if you're on your deathbed and you know you're going to die in 24 hours, what you want to be proud of in the context of your life? And that that's a good way to understand if someone's actually asked themselves the question around purpose. Uh, for me, it's that I want to make a difference. And like, it's it's such a esoteric way of thinking of things. So what, what does that mean in totality? It means when I die, there's something left there that has my hands on it and I was able to... enforce it and it's such a for me it's a wonderful way to live because it takes so much of the shit out of normal Mm. corporate life you know so Mm. you know if I don't get the promotion don't give a crap because it's not aligned to my purpose you know if someone's playing politics doesn't matter because it's not aligned to my purpose Um, and it also helps you have the resilience um, as we said before to kind of see through the position that you're going to take within the organisation and I think if you embody that live it and it's part of your leadership style then it's like a magnet. People are just attracted to that, you know? So like we often, we often oversubscribe and overcomplicate with governance and structures and operating models that surround it. But sometimes if a leader is the embodiment of what they achieve, that builds trust. It shows that they're honest. It shows that they're authentic and people just like in other areas of life are always attracted to people that are like that. Yeah. That's not a, that's not a, that's a really fair answer. And then if we move into, let's say, just in terms of processes, is there any particular right. tools that you work really well? To yeah, use? so we like we do a lot of storyboarding mm-hmm. um, and we use multiple tools for that. Uh, mm-hmm. We're jobs to be done organizations. So when we're looking at consumers, we have jobs to be done boards. So we really understand yep. why someone is hiring us and what they're hiring us to do. So if you see our Store the Future program, I actually just commented on LinkedIn there. It went live. That was all on the basis of jobs to be done, which was the experience that people were having when they come to our store wasn't in line with what their expectations were in the modern world. So we, that yep. was all jobs to be done. Um, we have our own version of Stack Overflow that where people have solved problems in our code set and they want to, uh, they want to move it forward. We've loads of like slacky type things, you know, like different ideas boards for just stuff that you might come across because that's one of the challenges you have is we're all really smart people but time is a commodity so you know when you notice some so i'll give you an example right so i bought it he's not here great i bought a t-shirt for my son for christmas because he's mad into like youtube channels and he has he has his own logo and stuff and i had subscribe on it and it came too small like like most clothes like we really need to standardize clothes sizes. That's side the point. And we talk about that some other day. Yeah. But the site offered three different return options. I can't remember the second one, but one was return for monetary value. But the other one was exchange. And what they did was they let you keep the clothing um, and give it to charity, but you had to prove that. And then they'd give you the money back to spend on the site. So like that's something I was looking at our, our world saying, we should probably look at something like that because, yeah. you know, it speaks to sustainability. It speaks mm-hmm. to things that people care about. How do we make that happen? So we now have an ideas board so we can capture that immediately, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's connected to everything. So it's connected to my browser as an extension. It's connected yeah. to Teams. So where, wherever you are, it's available because what we were finding is people had amazing ideas, but we moved on by the time... We tried to capture it. The last thing is, do you have any favorite apps for work and favorite apps for home? I like the likes of Blinkist, which gives me kind of small snapshots of books because I read profusely. I just love reading. So yeah. I love learning. And I think Miro, Miro, as you said, is a really good tool for us all that we become familiar with. But yeah, any of those visual management tools that allow me to um, 
to tell a story in a way that's consumable by people who don't have your knowledge base. That's that's pretty much it. That's all we have the time for. Uh, where can people find you? Jim's your best bet. Twitter's going to be gone soon, so we might as well go <laughs> go down that route. And like, like you know, like I think some point sometimes people are afraid to reach out, but like we're all friendly people. So yeah. if you have good ideas or you know you're interested in trading stories, always reach out. I'm always interested to listen to interesting people. Paul, it's been a pleasure. Much appreciated. Thanks for coming in. To you too, matters. John. Coming up after the break, our studio guests will be here to discuss the future of work. Joining me is Ula Herlihy, co-founder of The Indie List, and Brian Kelly, founder of MindDeclined. Don't go away. Tech Matters on KCLR, with thanks to ElectroCity, home to all your Samsung technology needs this Christmas. ElectroCity Superstores, Carlo and Kilkenny, or online at electrocity.ie. Welcome back. Don't forget we have a competition. Our friends at ElectroCity have given us a great prize to give away in today's competition. It's a Trust wireless mouse and headset. And all you got to do to be in with a chance to win is text us or WhatsApp us uh, the date in November or which what date in November is Black Friday this year, along with your name and details to the dinnersready.ie text line. That's 083-306-9696. 083-306-9696. And we'll announce the winners at the end of the end of the show. So get texting. It's a great prize. Okay. In the studio this week, we have two guests to discuss the future of work. We have Una Herlihy. She's founder of the Indie List and Brian Kelly, founder of Mind Declined. And guys, how you doing? John. Great, John. Lovely to be here. Great. Listen, Brian, can we start with you? Could you just tell us a little bit about you and the company for our listeners? Sure, John. Uh, Brian Kelly, uh, a Kenny native here. Uh, started the company Mind Client actually 20 years ago, so we're uh, uh, ancient in, in terms of tech uh, there. Uh, it's a software CRM company and application management system. Mm-hmm. So we work with a lot of clients here in Kilkenny. Uh, for example, the Kilkenny Business Awards last Saturday night would use our software to apply and manage their their, their, their whole process there. Uh, we have clients across Ireland, a few overseas, and uh, we have uh, we've nine people and we're remote workers. Oh, very good. Okay, we'll get back to that in a few minutes. And Una, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and the company? Yes, uh, well, don't hold it against me, but I'm actually a Tipperary native. Well, yeah, we're technically called Blow <laughs> exactly. Yep. I came to Kilkenny uh, in 2008, I think, uh, from Dublin. Um, I worked all my career in advertising and in 2005 I became a freelancer and I worked with a lot of big companies, helping them find and manage their agency partners. And in, two, in early 2020, um, obviously the world changed when COVID uh, hit mm-hmm. and I found myself for the first time in a long time being without any work and uh, I um, I wasn't too freaked out about it because I was very curious to see what was going to happen yeah. as a result of all of this disruption and um, so the Indie List actually started initially as a pro bono initiative to help freelancers in marketing and communications and e-commerce to find work and network and feel part of a like-minded community mm. and such was the reaction to it that we myself and my co-founder Peter um, spent some time just working out how we could take this from a pro bono initiative and turn it into a business. And so we launched it as the Indie List uh, on the 4th of July 2020 and two and a half years ago as a, a sort of a matchmaking service um, for freelancers in marketing, communications and e-commerce and to match them with customers who had a gap to fill or specific job to be done. Yeah, and I think a lot has happened since you started in two Absolutely. years. Absolutely. And, and going back to Brian as well, I think a lot, you know, even for your company, you've started a long time ago, but 
within two years a lot of things has changed and you just suggest or you'd mentioned there that you guys have went fully remote but there's talks now of maybe coming back a little bit a hybrid maybe that's it John uh, looking at a hybrid model there um, yep like the rest of the country we all had to uh, go home and stay home for mm-hmm. the, the two years there um, it, we adapted as well as we could we had our uh, digital tea breaks or Zoom I'm very familiar with it there um, meetings during the week what we've been doing in recent times we would meet up maybe for a day in a hotel so going through things um Days, but we're looking now at uh, taking taking an office, um, not going back full time, but to be able to go back. Um, the big, uh, I suppose, challenge, I suppose, is the whole collaboration, the mm. soft, the chatting there uh, when you're talking about a particular thing, whether it's developing software or looking at some sales strategies, things like that. Um, Zoom is good, all right, you can tell, but when you're actually face to face, bouncing things over and back against each other, uh, there's still no substitute. So we're um, remote, but going towards hybrid. Going towards hybrid, yeah, I think it's. It's. Um, I see more and more companies going back this route as now, and even talking to companies today at the IRDG, IRDG, it was just interesting to see how they were approaching it. And some of them were thinking, well, let's not have it structured, definitely, but let's not even... They were actually, well, what they were doing was they were finding that a lot of the work that they needed to do in terms of the strategy and product development, they could actually do online. But what they realised was how they work together and how they reconnect with each other needs to be done, obviously, in person. So it was just an interesting move. And I think that goes back to you, Una, then, in terms of, you know, a lot has changed in two years. And I mean, you're literally sitting as the platform in between the employee and the employer. Is there any kind of changes that you've seen or is there any kind of... um I don't know, what would you say? New patterns emerging or how would you see yeah. it? Well, it's uh, sort of interesting. So we're two and a half years old and we started off um, with 50 people signed up on our list and um, they were mostly people who traditionally would have been working freelance like copywriters, graphic designers and so on. Mm. Um, two and a half years later, we've got 1,200 people now on our list and they are literally the A to Z of roles within the whole kind of broader marketing communications um, industry. Um, so everything from art directors right down to kind of web developers and mm-hmm. we don't have quite a Z in that yet. Yeah. Maybe Zoom technicians or, <laughs> or yeah. something. Zoom facilitators. Zoom facilitators. Yeah. But, you know, I think what we have seen, a big kind of trend that we see is this rise of the kind of the concept of being a digital nomad Mm. and um, you know this idea that if you know if you have access to the internet you can actually work from anywhere Mm. and I think for a lot of us that was just a dream you know a number of years ago It was an Instagram story wasn't it? Totally yeah Yeah. but you know we have people who are Irish who used the I guess the opportunity of COVID to go and move to the Canaries or Malaysia or Mexico or Mm -hmm. Central America. So we've got people who are actually based in all of those different markets and they're, you know, there's no issue about them um, working with Irish based clients as long as they can accommodate the difference in the, in, in time zone. Mm. Um, And for a lot of people that actually kind of works very well because they can go off surfing during the day or lying on a hammock or whatever the case may be and then do all of their work in the evening time. Um, So we see that as a sort of a big trend and I think the other big trend that we're seeing is a rise in um, 
a sort of a, an awareness or a sensibility among employers that they need to work harder to try to make the most of contingent workers as opposed to kind of treating them like you know to do the grunt work or as mm. one of those sort of set, second class citizens that they can just like throw any amount of work at them. And like I, contingent you mean like people who are part time or come in exactly, on, a, on a contract? On a contract okay. or even just like on a you know we, we would have people maybe going off on mat leave so they would need you know that role to be filled. Similarly you know I think we, what we see is that businesses are actually wrestling with a lot of kind of unprecedented problems mm. and they there's an awareness that the usual solutions don't actually work anymore and they need to be able to access people who have certain skills and talents that they may not necessarily need on a full-time basis but the you know the ability to be able to access that type of talent vetted talent very quickly is a massive sort of advantage and it's it's something that we're we're really trying to capitalise on. Yeah, so it's interesting. So you basically have this portfolio because so much has changed in the last two years. The, um, I would say it's... um Maybe not so much the software change in there, John. It says maybe the way people are using it. Uh, yeah, there, okay. um, it was the same thing, maybe. But the um, certainly the I suppose with the whole communication for one thing, um, clients uh, any, any or everywhere will almost expect you're almost more on call for as a quick Zoom meeting, uh, opposed to uh, uh, calling out to them. There, there's more of a demand for that. There, um, certainly we'd find uh, the, I suppose a trend that more people are using it. Uh, the software on the go, mobile, and opposed mm-hmm. to uh, being in the office um so it's a yeah I'd say about the mobile and the uh, the kind of constant communication will be the, the trends we'd see is something that changed in the in software in the last couple of years and so would you be moving some of your software to be mobile it's, it probably is mobile it is, it is uh, compliant or whatever you want to call it it, it is alright yeah mobile web alright there so it is the way we, we developed it alright and uh, again just looking at the statistics of uh, the number of people that might be accessing it on the desktop or laptop versus mobile the, the trend is definitely uh, more and more mobile um, some of the systems we would be have um, uh, students applying for grants or scholarships, okay. and you could imagine that most mobile of them are all, all mobile first, exactly there. Yeah. And uh, so there's a, there's a trend, say under 25s, will not sit in front of a, a laptop or a PC. There is a, is a trend we're seeing at times, so we just have to adapt for that. I'm just curious when it is a lot of it is on mobile. Is it apps or is it just all browser based? It's all browser based. Um, yeah, we took the decision um, rather than going down the app route and all of the uh, too much development that goes with that uh, development approval, all of that there, yeah, so yeah, we can more easily uh, update it just uh, mobile web. There, yeah, I yeah. think everyone is just browser based HTML five. It's the yeah. future, you know. So yeah, and just com- coming back to you, Una, um, in terms of the, you know, you you've a, a really good understanding of what's happening on either sides of the platform, as I'm calling it. You have the employees and you have the employers. What splits do you see happening in terms of the fact that there's a bunch of people in office then there's a hybrid bunch of people as well and like is, is there any like pattern to this because I'm not seeing any apart from it's changing a lot like I, I don't know yeah I think I think the pattern is constant change mm-hmm. that's uh, you know and, and I think that you know we're, as I say we're only two and a half years old so it's kind of really hard to definitively land on trends and mm-hmm. I think that you know things have changed so much over the course of the last couple of years all accelerated by by COVID but even before that accelerated by um, 
by technology. Mm. Um, I think, you know, in our industry, in the marketing and communications industry, uh, you know, creativity is the absolute lifeblood of it. So that yeah. need for collaboration is massive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Zoom is great, but as Ryan said, you know, it's it's no replacement for, you know, that kind of working together, that collaboration, getting people into a room to thrash problems out. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing actually is in relation to kind of more junior staff coming into the workplace. I know myself from my own experience, I learned a huge amount by watching other people and um, also by being seen by the boss, you know, like right. actually turning up, being there late at night, coming in at weekends if necessary. But like, you know, sort of understanding from watching other people how to work and how not to work and okay. what to say and what not to say. So what we're seeing at the moment is like the majority of placements are hybrid. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of, well, not a couple, there's probably a smaller percentage of people that are exclusively hybrid mm. or sorry, exclusively remote and then um, more and more are actually looking for people to be in the office more time than not and I think there's a sort of a watch out in my mind about that is if you're absolutely definitive about that as an employer you will start to lose access to really great talent who yeah, ask Twitter yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly they'll want to kind of work I, have more Brian sorry you were going to say something there yeah I was just going to agree with you there Una that um, the, the thing about junior staff or uh, there mm-hmm. particularly and that's another reason we're looking at the hybrid and taking somebody on we see it as being very difficult to actually train them remotely um, from their okay. point of view particularly younger staff but even um, trained the way um, we would operate um, they dealing with the customers all of that there so that's one of the uh, <coughs> reasons that we would also go um, get an office as well yeah and and then Una you, you know the way you know you, you have your clients which are the employees and the employers is it just Ireland based uh Majority is Ireland based. Yeah, um, could be definitely, whatever, yeah. yeah, definitely. You know, we are working at the moment with a number of companies who are based in the UK, mm. and they tend to be more in the um, advertising services sure. sort of uh, companies, uh, design agencies, advertising agencies. There's definitely a ceiling in that in that mm. kind of cohort of client. There's definitely a ceiling in Ireland um, because it's such a small industry. Um, for us, going into 2023, we really want to concentrate on um, like sort of SME Ireland, basically. Those companies that um, are highly successful in their own right, but with um, the uh, access to specific talent within that marketing mm-hmm. and brand um, as you know yourself like um, having access to really top talent could be a real game changer for them in terms yeah. of profitable growth so we want to kind of really concentrate on Ireland for 2023 prove it I think in order to kind of move outside of Ireland we have to be looking at scaling mm-hmm. and that's going to require us to invest in in technology that's going to automate a lot of what we do. Ah, interesting. Yeah. And Brian, back to you on that, like, you know, the fact that, you know, your workers can be, you know, hybrid but remote for a lot of the time, has that changed the perspective and that work is now a space rather than a place? So you could actually hire people from outside of Kilkenny. Well, you could have always done, but it would have been awkward, but but now it's... Yes, absolutely. Um, I suppose we could have always done it. It was just to say around eight years ago, we had a software developer working in Dublin 
rents were going very high. He moved over to southwest France and still continued to work with us for five years. Right. So we were early on there. So and currently we have a uh, one person in Wicklow, one person in Milan, and uh, there are the rest of us in in Kilkenny. <laughs> so, um, but uh, absolutely in, in re- recruiting there, it is he would certainly look at. Um, uh, further afield, John, yes. Yeah, and what you could do is you could advertise a job in the southwest of France working at Mind Clients. You know, you might get a few people in. This I, guy, I, I should take it. Yeah, <laughs> you should. Listen, we're going to take a quick break and be back to my guests in a few minutes. Tech Matters on KCLR with thanks to ElectroCity, home to all your Samsung technology needs this Christmas. ElectroCity Superstores, Carlo and Kilkenny or online at electrocity.ie. All right, welcome back. So this week's winner of the Electro Cities competition is Vivian Walsh from Michel. Uh Congratulations, Vivian. We'll have someone here organised to send you out the uh, Trust Wireless Mouse and the headset. And thanks to my guest, Paul Pryor, the head of Digital uh, Digital at Tree earlier on, and to my studio guests, Una Hurley from the Indie List and Brian Kelly from Mind and Client. And before we go, guys, could you let people know one app you cannot do without at home or in work and where people can find you? Right, John. Um, when I couldn't do without in work, um, uh, Slack we find very useful. Very instant good. communication there um, to all, to all our uh, staff and uh, team members. And when I couldn't do without at home, I would have to say, mind a client. I can see my diary, my clients, my sales, and everything on my phone at the touch of a button. Yeah, in bed. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's yeah. it. And um, Una, sorry. Um, for work, definitely zero. I mean, I absolutely hate the admin. That's an accountancy package. That's an accountancy package. I hate the admin of doing invoicing. It just makes it so much easier. And then at home, I am a huge fan of Duolingo um, because I'm uh, determined to be able to speak at least two more languages in the next decade. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, that's it. And where can people find you or where the company URL? So it's uh, www.indylist.ie. And that's okay. I-N-D-I-E. Lovely. Listen, thanks both of you for coming in today. And Brian, do you want to say something there? And mindaclient.com. Mindaclient.com. <laughs> Thank That's you very much, John. John. Cheers, guys. Thanks very much. Okay, to round up today's team, uh, the future of work, I think what we're doing is we're juggling a new work environment and that can be expressed in three key areas. We have number one, our people, and that's our bonds and their, and their requirements. Number two, our processes, the methodologies and the communications. And number three, the tools, the technology that allow us to do all of these things. And what I've taken away from today's guest is that the office or this space as we're now calling it needs to be reimagined for better communications collaboration brainstorming and reconnecting and from my own personal experience that being delivering short cycle team collaborations and training basically helping teams work better together what's critical is what's now critical is carefully planned timed and structured collaborations with clear agendas and tangible outcomes be that in person or online and finally if you remember Paul's interview earlier he said that we are really smart people but the problem is that time is a commodity and that's it we're pretty much out of time as well so we a few sorry as well actually I just might mention um, from my own end of apps that I like and all is Miro and Miro is like a just uh, what would I say Miro is like an online whiteboard that allows you to visually brainstorm and collaborate with teams um, and I use it all the time with clients and I recommend as well uh, checking out some of the recent videos from Miro they have an online conference called Distributed and it's packed with ideas and insights around new ways of work and you would have heard the the soundbite that we had earlier on from uh, uh, Lizette Sutherland and you can visit that at miro.com forward slash distributed um, we'll have notes 
available for this week's show on KCLR website and if you have any comments drop me a line on info at kclrfm.com thanks to our show's sound engineer Martin Bridgman and our producer Catherine Fibbs join us next week for a look at kids tech enjoy the Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals and in the meantime I'm John Clear you've been listening to Tech Matters we're back at 6pm on Tuesday thanks to you for joining us Tech Matters on KCLR with thanks to Electro City home to all your Samsung technology needs this Christmas Electro City Superstore's Carlo and Kilkenny or online at electrocity.ie